Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. From Team Coco and Luminary Media, this is Smarter. Being a billionaire can be annoying. Imagine trying to live your life and then suddenly, for no reason, you come home to your skyscraper in the middle of San Francisco and this is happening. We're just trying to get into my home. I reject the false choice that to live in the heart of San Francisco, one can't also live in total seclusion. So a few years ago, I bought a tower where I now live alone with Bronte and my sons Link, Samus, and Castlevania. But even still, I'm sick of having all these office drones as neighbors around me. So I decided to buy the two adjoining skyscrapers, evict all the commercial tenants, keep the buildings vacant, and get some badly needed peace and quiet. The ultimate goal was a defensive ring of six empty skyscrapers surrounding my home, turning my skyscraper house into an impenetrable private urban fortress. All right, very, very cool. They have rhythm. My RPGs were upstairs on the 54th floor. I was totally vulnerable. My sons and I rushed inside but not before I saw the piss bag flying. Everybody inside. I successfully deflected it in the direction of my son, Link, who is not nearly as agile as I am. The bag burst on him, drenching him completely from head to toe in piss. This is biological warfare. We've been poisoned. By showering my son with piss, these childish protesters just proved why my skyscraper needed privacy. But right now, I needed to get Link to a doctor before any contaminants spread to me. Thankfully, I'd heard about a groundbreaking new app that delivers medical care on demand right to your door. Dr. Roulette. All right, I'm here with Dr. Roulette. Thanks for coming in the back way and uh, shrouded in cloth. The app features a big, satisfying roulette wheel. Only instead of red and black numbers, there are pictures, medical providers in your area. You spin, it lands on one, and they come right over. In less than 10 minutes, Link was analyzed, diagnosed, and discharged by a friendly fellow you might otherwise mistake for a pizza delivery person, all while standing in the foyer just outside my elevator. Nothing bad coming up, so I think it's, it's just fine. Okay, Link, just keep sitting in the piss till the police come. It's not laced with anything? No, he probably should just wash off. If you think you've heard of this before, you're right. In the past, doctors made house calls. You'd put a lit torch outside your door. After a while, a doctor would show up. He'd slice off your boils, and you'd give him some calorie shells. And we were all better off. That's Jessica Tavengar. She's the CEO and founder of Dr. Roulette, the app that's set to disrupt the multi-trillion dollar healthcare industry. To find out how she did an end run around this massive medical mafia, I traveled to, where else? Las Vegas. I really love casinos. 
the lights, the sounds, all the desperate people on the verge of needing medical attention. <laughs> yeah, I can see why living here you uh, might get the idea of replacing the entire U.S. healthcare system with a gambling machine. Yeah, we beta tested on people we'd find staggering around outside after they got in the knife fights. Oh. Jessica's immigrant parents expected her to become a doctor from a young age, but it wasn't until she was on the medical track herself that she realized it was all a corrupt cartel. Medical school and I just didn't get along. Oh, no. At the time, I thought I just lacked work ethic because I didn't study or go to classes, but now I understand that it's actually just because I have a really innovative mindset. Mm -hmm. Working in urgent care, I realized most people who come in really don't need a doctor. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, anybody can wrap a tourniquet around a bleeding limb or hand out some painkillers. Mm -hmm. So why are we letting doctors and nurses tell us they're the only ones qualified to do these jobs? Sure, sure. And uh, did you ever mention these ideas to your supervisors? No way. They were too busy watching their bank account balance increase. Huh. It's an open secret that doctors put poison in the IVs because it will make people sicker. And I don't blame them because it makes sense economically. Have you ever seen the show Nurse Jackie? It's the most accurate portrayal of the medical profession I've ever seen. She went on to describe several episodes of Nurse Jackie to me in detail. I was enwrapped. I'd never even heard of Nurse Jackie. It's amazing how many shows exist, and yet nobody is watching almost all of them. I mean, if anything, Nurse Jackie didn't go far enough. Elena, will you download Nurse Jackie? Mm-hmm. I just synced all the seasons across all your devices. Right, but will you also watch it? I don't have time to watch Nurse Jackie. That's the kind of piss-poor attitude that keeps TV from taking more risks on shows like Nurse Jackie. But Jessica used the extensive downtime during her shifts at the inefficient hospitals to work on app ideas. She knew quality of care had no relation to quality of doctors, but she had to get patients to accept that. Well, we'd all prefer to be treated by a doctor, but someone following instructions on their phone is just as good 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. It's like Uber. Most drivers are dangerously bad, but it's cheaper than taxis used to be, and in today's curb-stomp economy, it's a gamble that most of us will take. Sure. And that's what led me to think of the wheel. Users who spin Jessica's Dr. Roulette wheel have a 10% chance of winning care from a trained doctor. But the other 90% will still receive a visit from one of Dr. Roulette's unlicensed medical enthusiasts. No matter who you land on, someone is going to come help you, whether they're a doctor or not. Mm -hmm. It's the only game of roulette you can't lose. It worked way better than we expected. The dopamine rush of occasionally winning a competent medical doctor hooked users. Mm. So our retention rate was crazy. There were people spinning dozens of times a day. Some of those people were chronically ill, but others just loved the interface. Right, so you had the ill people on She filled up her roster with people she found on Postmates who were given step-by-step -step instructions for how to treat illnesses on the app. She called them DERS. D-R with no period. Instead of doctor, we say der. Mm -hmm. Der Marcus, der Sheila. We're legally prohibited from calling them doctors, even though they outperform doctors most of the time. Wow. But people just see DR on the app, and they can tell themselves it's probably a doctor until they've used the app enough times that we've trained them to stop caring. To find and recruit DERS, Dr. Roulette posed as a restaurant to get access to the Postmates labor pool. When users spin the wheel, an order would be placed. The Postmates would pick up a bag full of medical supplies that they believed to be food. Most of them didn't even realize what they were supposed to do until they opened up a door and saw blood everywhere. Postmates tried to ban us since we weren't a restaurant, mm -hmm. but we could easily get around that by just giving patients a free cup of aioli every time they use Dr. Roulette. Ah. Now it's hidden deep within the app, but it's still available. Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> For the fans. 
it's actually good for some people who are just having diabetic freakouts and need some calories. And those Postmates recruits were able to step right in and do anything a doctor could do? Exactly. DERS verify the patient's symptoms and follow the prompts on the app for everything from rubbing salve on a spider bite to administering chemotherapy for stage 4 brain cancer. Dr. Roulette was taking off, and Jessica was getting great feedback, not just from patients whose lives were saved, but from the gig economy DERS, who were suddenly getting rich, helping others. I got the nicest letter from a beekeeper. She was an elderly DER who lived next door to an elementary school and used Dr. Roulette to administer EpiPen shots to children who were stung by her bees. Mm -hmm. She made an extra $10,000 in her first year, which she's used to purchase hundreds of thousands of new bees. That's amazing. I was impressed with Jessica's ambition, but an app that delivers real, actual doctors to your door 10% of the time seems like it costs a lot to run. We actually make up for it by offering higher stakes tiers. Mm -hmm. So if you think you need a doctor rather than a dur, you can pay more to increase your chances of landing on one. So if you switch this little slider at the bottom Mm -hmm. of the screen, you can see that the roulette wheel is getting nicer. Oh, wow, the wheel is a resplendent gold now. (laughs) You you go on further and it's kind of space age. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, this one's um, Phantom of the Opera. Right, right. This one seems to be made of rattan or yeah. some kind of, you know, jungle wood. Beachy. If you, yeah, wait, if beachy you linger one. long enough, there's a pool boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's but it cool. wasn't all smooth sailing from day one. When the app started to get popular, some of Jessica's durs started to feel the strain. We were getting a lot of job not completes, which is when a dur panics and runs away. Mm-hmm. So why not recruit more real doctors and route them to the trickiest cases? Well, that would undermine the integrity of the wheel. Mm-hmm. And by this time, the medical establishment had started to catch on. They tried to stop honoring our prescriptions. And we responded the only way we knew how, by just ordering the main ingredients and having durs mixing chemicals together at rudimentary labs at certain gas station bathrooms. With the DERS causing an increasing number of gas station explosions, Jessica had planned to lean on her doctors. But those so-called medical professionals just weren't up to the task. We learned early on that our jackpot doctors do not have a fraction of the physical fortitude of the average Postmates person, and they were burning out. Sure, sure. Talk more about that. Well, think about it. A Postmates person is biking and climbing stairs all day. Doctors are just sitting back in plush leather chairs telling people when they're going to die and getting high off drugs they've prescribed themselves. They can't hack that gig economy lifestyle. So you're losing quality on the top tier and the low. In medical terms, you're, you're puking while you have diarrhea. I was puking with diarrhea, 100%. So, so what do you do? Come back to my casino and I'll show you. All right. I was led into a huge room with a massive grid of countless screens everywhere you look. On every screen was a body cam feed from a dur on the job looking at someone's medical problem. Weeping sores, swollen jaundiced eyeballs, dislocated jaws... It was like the Mutter Museum in live HD. In short, it ruled. So this was our first monitoring center. Let me mute them so we can talk. That's a lot of blood and bile. Is that person going to be okay? (laughs) I don't know, but there's a 10% chance they're in very good hands. Our real doctors would sit in here and monitor dozens of calls at once via webcam. We outgrew this space, which is why there are no doctors here anymore, but I still come in here to, like, zone out and watch the feeds. I mean, I can't get over this. This is just incredible. It's like the NFL Replay Center, but for medical care. (laughs) Okay, crazy, because that is the exact analogy we use on all of our promotional materials. The numbers were off the charts. Jessica saw huge improvement in the key metrics of refund requests and easily preventable deaths. More people were getting more care and paying less. By all the variables that mattered, it was a huge step forward. 
But there was just one thing that was nagging me. I just, I feel like I have to ask since we're in here. Uh, so the man who came to treat my son for his, his piss in showerment, uh, was he a doctor or not? I mean, if you're satisfied with the treatment he got, who cares? But if you're curious, you can always go into the unmask section, and you can pay $5.99 to see who it was. No, that's all right. Don't worry about it. I could see investing in a concept like Dr. Roulette, but Jessica faced a familiar problem. When you come up with a product that people are dying to have, how do you keep the quality up as you scale and hire more and more outsiders who frankly don't care as much or work as hard as the founder? Jessica was about to find out that the only thing that could get in the way of her dazzling innovation were her own jealous subordinates. We were already trying to fight off big medicine, and I never would have expected that our greatest enemies would come from within. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Those protesters thought they could block me from my skyscraper, but I'd show them just how wrong they were by avoiding it altogether and heading straight for my lab. For the last few years, I've been developing a droid butler named Ward. If it weren't for its sleek metallic exoskeleton and terrible sprayed-on haircut, you'd never know it wasn't a real human. It's so skilled and versatile that I was able to let go of my entire household staff last Christmas Eve. But there was just one job it struggled to master. Okay, Ward. Hand me the umbrella. Among its billions of functions, the droid butlers could locate umbrellas, pick them up, and hand them to people. But there was a problem. Damn it! The robot hands squeezed the umbrellas a little too tight. They broke them. I'm sorry, Noah. It's six o'clock. Would you like me to prepare your dinner or transform into a cigarette boat? Not until we get this umbrella thing right. Okay, try it again. Slowly. Slowly. I'm sorry, I didn't get that, Noah. Would you like me to prepare your dinner? No. Or wash your home? Or body? Ward. Or help you relieve yourself? Or watch you relieve yourself? No, not right now. Thank you. <sighs> Let's do the umbrella again, please. Let's just try it one more time. Shit! I apologize again. Would you like me to prepare your dinner? Or no. repair your HVAC system? Or draw Ward. up a will? No. Or prevent climate change? Ward. Or In the past, a coder would have had to find and fix this bug by hand. But with machine learning, Ward could teach himself how to grip umbrellas. All he needed was to be handed thousands of them. Fuck. Humidity has reached normal levels. Oh. Noah, I thought you would want to know. I know exactly how humid it is. You tell me all the time. Let's just do the umbrella. Or, 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 I don't or. understand. Progress 
isn't always a straight line, but sometimes months of frustration can be overcome with one great leap forward, and Ward would have the opportunity for just such a breakthrough later that week. Dr. Roulette was growing fast, and Jessica Tavengar had huge ambitions, which we discussed over drinks at a cool rooftop bar off the Vegas Strip. Our goal is to see every hospital close within five years, and I think we're well on the way there. A talk like that is bound to get people's attention. Yeah, I mean, it was only a matter of time before big medicine caught on to us, and once they did, they were relentless. Sure, sure. Two cities banned Dr. Roulette from operating while they investigated the practice of Durs improperly conducting x-rays inside their vans. Sour grapes, it sounds like. Yeah, jealous. I don't think it was a coincidence that all the cities where we were having problems also had hospitals in them. Jessica had also bridged the credibility gap with Dr. Roulette's innovative use of remote doctors in windowless rooms serving hundreds of patients per hour via Dur body cams. But all that work must have made them pretty hungry, because they began asking Jessica for a much bigger piece of the pie. The doctors from the replay zone came to me and said, look, we're completely burned out, we aren't seeing our families, you have to give us pay increases. They, they came to you? And they literally marched right into my office. Well, that's extremely threatening. That's grounds for dismissal right there. Well, it was a performance, you know? They were putting on a show, so bravo, we both know what was going on. Sure, they could see how fast the company was growing. The app was catching on, and they probably figured, hey, the C-suite is making more money than us, so now we want to taste. It was so unrealistic. We're a lean startup. Why should I let my business fail just because I was unable to pay my employees market rate for work that was necessary to my business's success? It's madness. The way I saw it, there was only one thing to do. I went to my investors, and I said, I want to fire these doctors and build a new remote medical center in Chennai, India. When Jessica told her investors that she wanted to lay off her American doctors and move all her labor overseas, they jumped at the opportunity. We were up and running in Chennai within a month without a single day of downtime. She enticed a large team of young Indian doctors fresh out of medical school with the promise of working for an American tech company. Were you offering them visas? If I did, I was totally kidding. But our Chennai office is so inspirational. They'll do anything for us. I mean, collectively, because we do burn through a lot of doctors, but there's a real next-man-up attitude we fostered among the Chennai medical establishment. It's so unlike what we got from U.S. doctors, which was all me, 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 and what's my salary, and I'm being overworked. It's causing me to make mistakes. Finally, Dr. Roulette had the platform, the technology, and the infrastructure. It seemed like nothing could get in their way. But then, the Durs got into trouble. Our philosophy is based on a back tattoo that I have, which reads, ask for forgiveness, not permission. So not everything we do may be legal, like providing Durs with popular drugs like fentanyl. Mm-hmm. But the pharmaceutical companies are working hard to find loopholes that allow Durs to carry thousands of drug samples. Right. I've heard of that. It's an, that's an innovative partnership, and, and I love that. But I, I should push back just a bit. Um, many people have been dying uh, after using Dr. Roulette. Especially of fentanyl overdoses? Sure, yeah. I mean, I figured this might come up. So, opioid addicts learned that they could pressure and manipulate certain durs for their fix. Mm-hmm. They were just spinning the roulette wheel a lot, looking for someone who would accept bribes or could be tricked easily. But how are you handling people's basic needs if they are dying? This is a revolution! Of course people are going to die. But we're doing so much good, it's unethical for us not to operate. My heart breaks for every victim of the opioid epidemic, and it is an epidemic, but we also have a business to run. Sure. 
It's the corrupt doctors who created the opioid crisis in the first place. Once we remove doctors from the equation, the crisis will peter out naturally. And, and you reject the suggestion then uh, that your outcomes are below average compared to hospitals. Maybe we don't have the highest batting average in the USA yet, but look at our outcomes in places like Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe, we're competing directly against long-established witch doctors, and our witch durs are winning. Jessica was echoing things I'd heard from a lot of CEOs. She'd created an easy-to-use platform that connected service providers with customers. But as the bandwagon effect grows, in come the scammers and the bad actors. Jessica's idea had limitless upside, but she was being dragged down by unscrupulous durs, devious drug addicts, not to mention doctors in Chennai who were making a lot of mistakes due to exhaustion. For Dr. Roulette to survive, and for me to invest, they'd have to eliminate the humans. Back on the roof deck, I laid out my vision. Have you ever thought about trying to put a robot through medical school? What? I'm talking about sending a robot to medical school. It applies, it gets in, it does all the coursework, it walks on graduation day, grips a diploma, not too hard, because that would crush it. Keep going. So I've got these robots that I've been working with. They're, they're really adept at nearly every human task, and they're getting much better at gripping umbrellas. I think we're not too far off from a humanoid robot that could convincingly pass as a person. And if it could pass as a person... It can pass as a medical student. Now you're catching on. I'm not sure top medical schools would give a degree to a robot. Unless they never know it's a robot. Mm. Because that proves it's every bit as qualified as a real human doctor. And you only need one because that robot can then teach all the other robots to be doctors. This would be a serious moonshot. Look, I believe in Dr. Roulette. It's time for you to topple hospitals once and for all and give medicine the robot future it deserves. I'm not offering any cash up front, but I will license you my Robot Butler AI, which currently grips umbrellas, comprehends English, and walks upright on two legs in a manner similar to doctors. It's nearly indistinguishable from a human already, and all it needs is skin. I don't have a problem getting human skin, but if you're going to be directing a pivot like this, I want your direct investment. <laughs> you want my skin in the game, huh? <laughs> Well, look, oh my, my robot butler AI might be worth more than your whole company, so how about this? I will give you an exclusive license for free. Take the AI, put a robot through medical school, and then we'll see where we stand. I have a hard time saying no to a challenge like that. Then don't. She didn't. I'd just done something that every rule book in the world says never to do. I took a leap of faith. But rule books are for doctors. That's why they can be replaced by machines, and I never could. Before I gave Jessica the use of my robot butler AI, I had one more umbrella-gripping task for Ward. I'd already begun deploying umbrellas in Arbuckle, a town that is currently in its 25th straight day of a downpour caused by the permanent cloud Louis Anderson created there. And in an epic win-win, I can also collect and analyze valuable squeezing data so in the future no robot will ever squeeze an umbrella too tight again. Thanks for coming, little girl. Ward will hand you an umbrella. Let me help you stay dry. Oh, did the robot squeeze too hard? Don't, don't cry, don't cry. Fill out a survey, okay? Let your survey do the crying. This umbrella's been ripped to pieces. I can't use this. That's fine. Take another. Uh, part of the problem is different umbrellas can handle more squeezing, but there's no way for a machine to know the difference yet. It's, the we're thing doesn't on work. It, it doesn't work. We're working can I just on it. take an umbrella myself so it isn't crushed? No, that would defeat the purpose of this. Let the robot try. I'm learning to use umbrellas. 
And he's crushed the last umbrella. This has been an enormously productive day for Umbrella Gripping Robots. Thank you all for your participation. Exercises like this are risky. Going here to a town that's already mad at me and inviting the rage of wet, disappointed people. But this is what it takes to reach a future where all of our umbrellas are handed to us by robots. And we all save a ton of time. But as Ward and I waited on a helipad just outside the cloud's radius for my flight home, Elena called with some devastating news. Okay, so the protesters have filed an injunction with the city objecting to your purchase of the other two skyscrapers and a complaint related to your ownership of your primary skyscraper. On what grounds? That it's improper for five people to live in an 80-story building zone for commercial use. Look, Elena, the, the distinction between commercial and residential is meaningless to me. I'm an innovator. There isn't a second that I'm not working. They're going to do everything they can to drag this out for years. I don't understand. How can it be legal to stop a billionaire from doing what he wants? The humidity has dropped 1%. I know how humid it is, Ward. Okay, so do you want me to call a lawyer about this? Look, I didn't hire a CFO with a law degree so I could waste a bunch of money on lawyers, all right? Just come up the works on this for a while, and, I, and maybe I'll let you finally take the bar exam later this year. I'm going to call the lawyer. No! My own skyscraper was functionally worthless without a defensive ring of empty skyscrapers around it. But my enemies wanted to turn me out of my home. I would fight them with everything I had. Medical school admissions season had come and gone, and it was time to make a decision on Dr. Boudet. I sat down with my assistant, CFO, and podcast producer, Elena, to talk through their chances. So if Jessica manages to get a robot through medical school, then Dr. Roulette's ceiling is unlimited, I think. There are so many failure points for a robot in medical school. Even if it does well in class, what if it gets caught in the rain? Or someone wants to have sex with it? I don't necessarily see that as a, as a failure point. I mean, I've been having sex with robots for years, and I frequently can't tell the difference at all. And if the skin is as good as Jessica says, well, I mean, that's the robot that we should all want to have sex with. So good to hear from you. Yes. Uh, so tell me, how's it going uh, with putting a robot through medical school? Well, uh, it's not easy. We haven't gotten one all the way through yet, but we're getting closer. Okay, okay, one step at a time. Jessica explained that getting a robot into medical school had been easier than expected. Dr. Roulette spammed medical schools with thousands of applications. Many from robots and many more from fake people that misspelled everything and drew crude pictures all over their applications to make the robots look much better by comparison. It's common knowledge that the university admissions process is a corrupt charade full of loopholes catering to the ultra-rich and their bribes. Oh, well, you don't have to tell me that. My 12-year-old son has been pre-admitted to Stanford and he can't even tie his own shoes yet. Well, our robot doesn't have rich benefactor parents, so we positioned it as an international student willing to pay above and beyond full tuition. The admissions offices give a lot less scrutiny to candidates like Still, that. most robot applications were rejected. Even once they get in, it's hard for them to stay undercover throughout years of coursework. To my surprise, the biggest rats in the program aren't corrupt doctors. They're kiss-ass students. Other students began reporting robots for behavior that would be unusual for humans, like standing still and staring into the corner of a room for hours on end, or printing out error messages from the side of their arms. Yeah, they just keep getting caught. Like One of the robots was found out because it kept refusing to go out to drinks. Scoot, you want a beer? Notice, liquid contact with circuitry voids warranty. Continue. We built a new functionality to compensate for that, so our robots can now drink, act drunk, and even billow huge vape clouds without damaging their circuitry. Huh, that's really irritating. Socializing is a useless waste of time. It serves no practical function. 
Amen. And I've honestly been really disappointed by people's regressive paranoia about robots walking among them. One robot actually got expelled for squeezing the college's oldest umbrella too hard and breaking it. Another robot caused a panic after a professor picked him to take an MRI. Uh, if everyone's ready, now we'll start the MRI. Wow, those are some of the most powerful magnets on the planet. It must have been like setting a bomb off. Yeah, that robot was a martyr. On the bright side, taking that hospital offline created a ton of demand for the app. For obvious reasons, Jessica did not want to disclose exactly how many robots were currently enrolled. Well, I can tell you that the robots that have done the best so far are the ones that pretend to be Scandinavian. I guess it's more believable that they'd be pale, affectless, and talk strangely. I'm a human medical student from Copenhagen. Do you enjoy small bear? As for the primary business of Dr. Roulette... It's great. Our fentanyl overdose numbers have finally plateaued at a level we're comfortable with. Jessica proved to me that she had a restless innovator's mindset. She'd created a new revenue stream by spinning out the intellectual property behind the graphical roulette wheel that started it all. It's called Digital Roulette, and because we managed to register the IP fraudulently as a medical device, we've been able to penetrate markets in states and countries where gambling isn't legal. That little wheel turned out to be one of the best ideas I've ever had. People just love spinning it. Best of all, Digital Roulette is a wholly owned subsidiary of Dr. Roulette. The gambling pays for the fentanyl. We just did our biggest deal yet, a huge contract with Indian Railways, the state rail service of India. Digital Roulette will be in every Rajasthani's train station by the end of next year. I mean, that's the largest Indian state by area. It gets better. We have a built-in feature for doctors who get addicted to gambling that allows them to pay off their debts by becoming a doctor on Dr. Roulette. They work for us for free basically indefinitely since we allow them to keep gambling while they're on the job and they can't help but keep racking up debts. Sure, no self-control, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, pitiful. So sad. Yeah, Jessica, I've heard enough. I, I, I'm honestly bowled over. This is amazing. It's the, This kind of innovative thinking is just exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. I'm investing. Deal me into Dr. Roulette. Wow, okay, that is what I like to hear. You won't regret this, Noah. All right, Elena. We're going to Las Vegas to toast our newest acquisition. What, now? But I'm supposed to be in New Hampshire Friday night. For what? My brother is graduating college. No, 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 this will be way more fun. Just tell your brother that I made you do it. But are you making me do it? Yes. Venture capital is probably the most meritocratic career ever devised. It's why I'm both so brilliant and so rich. But casinos are another story. There, the house always wins. And in the world of medicine, hospitals and greedy doctors were the house. But by out-hustling everyone, Jessica was just one robot doctor away from burning the house to the ground. And that's a hand worth going all in on. Smarter is a production of Team Coco and Luminary Media. It is created by Sam West, Matt Kleinman, and Chris Sartinsky. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.